Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Sandra Brown's latest suspense novel, Sting, hit bookstores this week. I recently talked with the New York Times best-selling author about her new book and what keeps her inspired after more than 60 novels. Oh, gosh. With each book, there's a backstory as to what, you know, spawned it. And um, it could be anything, really. Sometimes it came from a character um, that just, you know, kind of walked into my stream of consciousness, or it could be um, something I saw on the news, a, a, a topical subject that, you know, everyone is talking about. Um, more often than not, however, honestly, Jeff, I have no idea <laughs> where, they come, where the idea comes from. And if I, if I knew that, I could bottle and sell that, and I wouldn't ever have to write the books, you know, but... Um, in the instance of Sting, it was a little bit unusual because um, I was working with no idea whatsoever, and I was actually writing a nonfiction piece for a, an article. And all of a sudden, I was just thrust into um, this bar scene. And, and, and I knew immediately I was in the backwater of Louisiana, and I could smell the cigarette smoke and all of these, you know, kind of... <laughs> seedy people around him, but I spotted this guy at the bar, and I saw the guy sitting next to him, and I overheard their conversation, and in walks this woman, and all of a sudden I was like, wait, who are these people, and what's going on here? And so I just got on my keyboard and started writing it down, and the scene just played out, and all I did was report it. And then when Shaw does that very startling thing at the end of Chapter 1, I went, wait, what? <laughs> Why do you do that? And so I thought, if I'm this intrigued uh, to want to know the answers to all the questions going to my mind, then a reader is going to be that intrigued. Uh, the reader is going to want to know the answers, too. So I took a deep breath and took a step back and thought, okay, that's, 10 pages, but I've got 450 more to go, so I've <laughs> got to come up with a story around this. But that's where it started. Yeah. It was just that opening scene, and um, and I, I wrote it before I ever had any idea where the story was going mm. to go. Well, you mentioned so it was kind of fun, really. Oh, I could imagine. You, you mentioned Shaw. Uh, I'll get to him. But first, you, you mentioned it's set in Louisiana. Um, it's another mm-hmm. murder mystery thriller, obviously, with more than a, a couple of, of unexpected left turns. Um, tell us about Jordy Bennett. Well, I thought she, you know, she, like everyone else in the entire cast of characters, is lying through the entire book. And the, the, the person that they lied first to was me. Because sometimes I would be going along and somebody would say something at the end of the chapter that completely reversed what I thought. And I would be, what? What did you just say? What did you just do? And Jordy has her own agenda, as does everyone else. And I think she, I knew that she had to be very savvy. She had to be able to, you know, to think on her feet and to make adjustments quickly uh, I knew she had to be just a little bit um, shifty, if that's the word, um, that she would be mistrusted, um, that she had to be heroic because she is one of the protagonists, 
But I wanted her to be a little bit uh, nebulous. You never quite know. Uh, right up until the very end of the book, you never quite know what she's going to do. And I, that for that reason, I thought she was a very interesting character. She is like, uh, I've noticed other uh central female characters in some of your other work. She's strong and successful, but yet vulnerable also, and, and also has a yeah. kind of a, a difficult family dynamic at play mm-hmm. in the storyline. Mm-hmm. What is it about that narrative that, that uh, you find interesting and definitely must appeal to, to readers as well? Uh, well, I do. I think um, that, you know, if I can put a group of characters, typically a very small group of characters, but you, I kind of create this um, this small little world, you know, in which they're the only ones orbiting. You know, not much from the outside world happens to these people in this particular story. And I think that's the way, I think that's one appeal um, to my readers is that I have so few characters and they're so compressed into a short period of time and into a relatively small space. They really have an opportunity to get to know them. And I give them problems and situations that are somewhat relatable. Now, obviously, what Shaw does and what happens to Jordy and what happens to all of these people is outlandish to most of us who, you know, live ordinary lives and pay our taxes and go to church on Sunday and, you know, <laughs> just have day-to-day, you know, uh, stuff. But people can relate to the emotions that, propel them to do these things. It's, uh, it's jealousy, it's vanity, it's lust, it's uh, greed, it's uh, things that, that, that every day that every human being uh, can relate to. And we've been relating to these passions, these emotions, since men you know, squatted around a, a campfire and told stories out loud. Um, they, they appeal uh, today as they did in Shakespeare's time or Dickens' time emotions drive human beings to do different things. And um, so that I try to, to build a lot of that into my characters so that my readers, you know, understand uh, why they do the things they do. They will forgive a lot of anything so long as they understand why the character is propelled that way. Sure. You, you mentioned Shaw. Uh, and I don't think it's giving too much away to say he's a, a love interest. Um, I was reeled in at the end of the prologue. I think it was the very last paragraph. You write something to the effect of, she can make just about any man's mouth water, which kind of sucked since he was here to hired to kill her. Shaw is what my grandma would affectionately call a dangerous man. Oh, yeah, but that's the kind we love, isn't it? I mean, uh, we, you know, I've, it, someone um, asked me this week in an interview, you know, they said, He's, he's a bad boy. And I said, well, you know, you don't want to write about your tax accountant. I mean, nothing <laughs> exciting happens, you know. But, so you want, I like to write and I like to read about lightning rods, whether they are the female or the male. Um, you want to write about somebody that is just a little on the edge, and you, unpredictable. You know, you never quite know. Um what they're going to do, and and because they're they're exciting, um, we're intrigued by them. They have more courage than we do. They certainly have more courage than Sandra Brown. I'm a card carrying coward, 
and everybody who knows me knows it. So I get to live, you know, vicariously. I get to walk the tightrope vicariously through my characters. So, yeah, I want to write about um, characters that they don't live the same life I do. You know, my life is, is pretty standard, you know, it's pretty boring, and, and so are my neighbors. I mean, I look next door, well, they're not interesting, you know, but you want to write about people that are fascinating, whether it be the villain or the hero and heroine. Another central character in the story is is Jordy's brother, Josh, and mm-hmm. it's safe to say kind, of a, twisted, dis- <laughs> kind of a dysfunctional <laughs> member of the family, uh, which is <laughs> central to the plot line, but without, without giving anything away, is it is it difficult to write a character like Josh, or is it fertile ground with which to build a, a character? Well, see, I didn't know Josh really well. Um, when I when I started, I don't know any of them really well at all when I start writing them. It's a, it's a long getting acquainted period of time, and we really do that through the first draft. Um, I saw Shaw, I saw Jordy. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know she had a brother until like chapter three. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, it, I, 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 they reveal themselves to me slowly over time. And I didn't, I, I knew what Josh had done. Um, I knew he had kind of set all of this into motion by this really stupid action that he takes by, um, you know, well, leaving custody, but um, I didn't know, I didn't know everything about him, and when she asked Shaw at one point in the story, and I don't want to give it away, but she says, do you know about his something, and he says, no, I didn't. Well, that's when I found out about it, too, uh, because I didn't know about that, so I knew he was sick. I knew he was kind of twisted and, you know, unstable emotionally, to say the least, but I didn't know why until Jordy told me why. So it's um, I, I these things sometimes surprise me, and that's what makes it so much fun to be a fiction writer is because I can't wait to go to work and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana and, and, and the Bayou is, I think, in many ways as central to the story as the characters. How, how important does the well, character or the nature of, of a location Vital. play Vital. in the development? It, it, it's vital, Jeff, because, and that's a great compliment you just paid me, thank you, um, because I always consider the atmosphere to be another character without a name. Um, it has to, I want the reader, if it's sweltering, I want them to be, you know, sweltering. If it's frigid outside, snowing, if they're icebound, snowbound, I want them to, I want to, them to be cold through the whole book. Um, so it, I think that, that the setting and the atmosphere, and believe me, I've studied readers who do this really, really well to where, you know, you feel the jungle, you feel the polar cap, you feel the deep blue sea, whatever it is. Um, and that's where the crafting comes in. Um, a lot of the storytelling is, I've, I've been a career uh, daydreamer my entire life. So some people might call that talent. I would call it like uh, a lucky break that I get to make believe for a living. <laughs> but um, uh, the crafting 
is another thing, and that's where the, the discipline comes in. I could say it was hot, but that doesn't capture it. You know, you've got to, and you don't even have to say it's hot. You just have to talk about how the heat feels on them, in them, you know, the way they're moving about it. And so that that requires a lot of um, a lot of study and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of patience and um, and just working at it for over thirty years. <laughs> and I hope they'll read the book because it is a fun read. It's really a fun read. As I say everybody's lying. Everybody gets stung. <laughs> and so I hope they'll read Sting. That's Sandra Brown. Her latest mystery thriller is Sting from Grand Central Publishing. In the author's voice is a listener-supported service of WSIU Radio and Southern Illinois University. I'm Jeff Williams.